a pleasure to be with you all this morning. Um, I said this last night, we was over in Monclo, and I was with my Uncle Matt, and he was, I mean, y'all know how loud he can get. And um, I said this, and yeah, the past couple sermons I've preached, I, I don't know if they've been for anyone else, but they've been for me. And, uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 107. Give up because it's over. Yeah. Yeah. 
Amen. I've never Amen. read where God said, you know what? Satan's took you too far Amen. that I can't save you. Come on. Satan's Amen. took you too far to where I can't bring you out of this. This is it. I've been in times in my life and I, I've went so far and I've said, God, this is it. This is all I can do. And you know what? He's never answered and said, Chance, that's too far. I can't, that, I can't do nothing else for you. But each and every time, you know what? God is there as always. In Psalm 61, we read where it says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock which is higher than I. Amen. And listen, if I'm not, listen, I want to go ahead and tell you about the rock. I talked about it last night, but I'll tell you. None of you all was there. But see, <laughs> uh, we can read in Exodus when we saw where uh, they, the children of Israel was out in captivity. Or not captivity, but they was out in the desert wandering, not knowing what to do uh, for 40 years. And God, listen, anytime, and it sounds like a lot like us, if they was thirsty, God gave them something to drink. If they was hungry, guess what? God gave them something to eat. And listen, they sat there and wanted to talk about, oh, it's too hot, so you know what God did? He gave them a pillar of a cloud by day, and guess what? So they didn't have to wander in the dark. God gave them a pillar of fire by night, just to try to make them a little bit happy. But you know what? That still ain't enough. That sounds a lot like us. God does all these things for us, but yet we can just go a little bit further. Amen. So it came that they was thirsty. So God told Moses, he said, there's a rock. Yeah. He said, smite the rock. And they smote the rock and water came out and they listened. Fulfilled their thirst. And then it came again that they was thirsty. And this time... God didn't tell Moses to smite the rock again. You know why? Because let me tell you, Jesus only had to be smoked once for each and every one of us. Jesus only had to be smoked one time for the forgiveness of sin. But you know what? He said the second time, he said, speak to the rock. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know what exactly happened to where Moses got mad and decided he wasn't going to sit there and just speak to it no more, but he was going to smack it. I don't know if it was just, well, God, you know, you ain't done it quick enough, so I'm just going to go ahead and do what I used to do. Can I tell you this, is that you can sit there and do things the right way. And let me tell you, don't think that Satan's not going to come to you and sit there and say, remember how good you had it once before. Listen, I never bothered you once before. Listen, do you not remember how you never had trials or tribulations once before? But can I tell you that you also had trials and tribulations once before? But you had to cover it up with your sin. You had to cover it up with a pill bottle, with alcohol. Listen, with sex with whatever it might be. You covered your sin up. And listen, you tried to find the love. You tried to find the, the, the salvation that God had for you. But once you got Jesus and once you accepted Him into your life, Satan's going to work overtime. Satan's going to sit there just like I believe he told Moses. Whenever he's sitting there speaking to the rock. Don't you remember what you done last time and how easy it worked? And God's telling you to do something that you ain't ever done before. Come on. Can I tell you this is that God's not going to lead you down a stray And you sit there and say, well, you know, I'm going to put him down this way because, for one, it's not going to work out for him. Right. And two, because it's going to scare the life out of him. Well, now listen, sometimes you 
might get scared, but I want you to understand this. God's not going to sit there and lead you down a way that's going to hurt you and be bad for you. Listen, God has nothing but good planned for us. And there's going to be trials and tribulations throughout our life. But I want you to understand is that God loves us so much that He sent the rock to suffer us to depend on. He sent the rock for us to dwell on when our heart can't take no more. Listen, Moses said, God, let me see your face. And you know what? Now he said, no man can look upon me and live. He said, but there's a cleft in the rock. Now listen, if you don't know, Jesus was on the cross and they took a spear and stabbed him in the side. There was a cleft in that rock that day. And you know what? God gave him a hiding place so he didn't have to look on his face, but he got to see his hind parts and that was good enough for Moses. Listen, if we could just see and just take the time out of our day and look and see what God's done for us. Look and walk outside and listen to the birds singing. Look and walk outside and see that the grass is no longer looking dead. Look and walk outside and see the trees blooming. Because if God can clothe the grass, if God can give the songbirds a song to sing, if God can give the trees a little life each and every day, how much does He care for you? How much does He love you? How much can He deliver you out of all your trials and tribulations? Don't forget the blessing. I'm sorry I went off on something completely different. Amen. In Luke chapter 17, if I'm not mistaken, we can read where there came ten lepers. Have you ever been there in life that you've heard there's nothing else I can do for you? Have you ever been there and heard, God, just go ahead and give up? Go ahead, listen. You've got this and you've got that and you just can't do nothing else. But listen, just like these ten lepers, there was no hope. That's right. The world might look at you and whatever you're going through and sit there and say, there's no hope. They can't do this. They can't do that. But listen, can I tell you about a man named Jesus? Can I tell you, listen, they came to Jesus, all ten of them. But I, this is what I want you to understand. Is they came to Jesus. And you know what Jesus said? He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. Listen, Jesus didn't sit there and say, but boys, listen, I'm going to take it away. But listen, once they turned away, went to the priest. I believe at some point, listen, you can't get a hold of Jesus and not know about it. You can't feel God and not know about it. I ain't ever had leprosy, but I believe if I had them bulls on my skin, if I had the pain that I had, if I, if I was walking away from Jesus Christ and going to show myself to the priest, I believe I'd feel my skin coming back together. I believe I'd feel the pain going away. And just one out of the ten boys sat there and looked down. And I believe halfway away they sat there and said well why would I go to someone that ain't going to help me why would I go to someone that I went and tried to do it the whole religious way and tried to do it the way that the world tells you why would I go to someone but when instead I went to Jesus Christ and he didn't sit there and say well watch what I can do but he sat there and he said go show yourselves to the priest one returned out of all ten of them one realized who the real blesser was. Yeah. And listen, there's going to be times in your life where you come out of the trials. Mm -hmm. You come out 
And you forget all about Jesus Christ. We can all sit there and act like we've never done that before, but let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> we've come out of trials and temptations and tribulations or whatever you want to call it, smelling like roses, and yet we want to sit there and use every other excuse on why we came out of it. We want to sit there and say, well, it was just about time. But can I remind you that it's not just about time. It's not just about having chance or happenstance or just because the opportunity, but it's because God loved you so much that He gave you the option, the ability to provide an escape way out of your hell and sin and torment. He, listen, He made an escape way that whenever you go through trials and tribulations that you can escape through Jesus Christ. Just like those ten lepers, only one of them come back. Listen, I hope and pray throughout all my days that when I come out of something, I'm not like the other nine, but I turn back around and say, God, thank you for what you've done for me. Thank, listen, I'm not like the other nine. You can't ask me about the other nine. But God, I know that you're the one that delivered me. I know that you're the one that gave me the strength. And I just want to thank you. Amen. Amen. Just like that one did. Just like the one out of the ten lepers. We can talk about the other nine, but let's look at that number one. Let's look at the one that turned around and looked at Jesus and said, I just want to thank you for what you've done for me. And he said, what about the other night? He said, I have no idea. But I'm here. Don't forget the pleasure. In Mark chapter 5, if I'm not mistaken, we can read about a man with this. We've all heard it. The man, of, the demon of Gardenia. His name Legion because there was many. This man was butt naked. He was only he was able to be bound in stocks and feathers and chains, just hoping that he could get peace. But I want you to understand something. We have a lot of legions today. We have a lot of problems in our world today. And if people really looked at it the spiritual way and realized that it's Satan and Satan alone, then a lot of things would work out a lot better. If we could recognize what the devil's doing in our lives a lot sooner, then a lot of times the things would be a lot easier. But that's not the chance. That's not the opportunity. That's not what we always do. But a lot of times, if we could just figure out Satan and figure him out and get rid of him a lot quicker than what we've done, then a lot of times our life would be a lot better. But see, Jesus knew what was going on when he went forth and went to Legion. Yeah. It wasn't by chance that Jesus went to Legion. That's not how that happened. That's not how, listen, no matter what the world might tell you and say, well, it's just because it's just the right place at the right time. You're not here today because the right place and the right time. You're here because God allowed you to be. And I'm speaking everything that I'm saying today because God is allowing me to. That's right. Jesus came to this man and this man knew, listen, the devils even know Jesus, when he shows up on the scene. Amen. The devil, listen, the devil ain't even going to be able to sit there and say, oh, he, that, that ain't even real. But he came forth and he, Jesus said, who are you? He said, we are a legion, for we are many. Never even knew the real boy's name. Never even knew the boy without the devil in him, his real name. But let me tell you, it don't matter because Jesus knows it. Amen. Jesus knew it when he showed up and he said, did you come to torment me before my time? 
And listen, we can sit there and say, well, Jesus had to do this and Jesus had to do that. But you know what it took Jesus to do? And this is how simple it is for God to take over our life and give him all, <coughs> all our troubles and trials and say, God, I can't do this without you, but I need you. Amen. Listen, as all Jesus only said, get. That's all he had to say. He said, get and listen. The demons uh, fled from that man and went to pigs and they ran violently down the hill. Listen, not only does that make you think anything about what the devil can do to you. Listen, if a pig can't even sit there and handle what the devil's done to them and sit there and just want to die because they can't handle it. Can you imagine what the devil done to that man? Can you imagine the thoughts that the devil made that man? Sit there thinking each and every night, sitting there cutting himself, screaming and crying. Yeah. Can I tell you, you might not be naked today. You might not be sitting at the graveyards all night, crying, just hoping to get some type of relief. You might be clothed today and sitting here under the sound of my voice. But I want you to understand something. That don't mean that you ain't got the devil with you. I'm not telling you you're possessed. But I'm telling you is that I have seen the devil work. And I know what the devil can do. The devil will sit there and just start picking at your mind. The devil will start sitting there saying. Well remember what happened here. Remember listen. He's going to tell you, you can take it to God, but what's going to happen whenever things change? What's going to happen whenever... Don't you remember what it was like whenever we used to do this? Don't you He's going to tell you each and every excuse. And listen, it's your choice if you sit there and allow Him to let you. I'm not telling you that it's a shame on you because listen, I'm, like I told you, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. But I want you to know is that the sooner that you give it to God, the better off you will be. Listen, Legion came to Jesus and He said... Did you come to torment me before my time? Jesus said, get and listen. Those men that was sitting there watching, I believe they probably had a conversation off to the side. Oh, watch this. It's Jesus of Nazareth. He's going to see something right now. He's, he's going to find out who he's messing with. Well, we can't even handle Legion by himself. And Jesus thinks he's good enough. Those men that was sitting there guarding the sheep, they took off running to the city and said, oh, you'll never believe. Remember that legion? He said, uh, Jesus took care of him. And listen, whenever they got done running and telling everyone what God did for legion, they came back. He was clothed and seated at the feet of Jesus. And guess what? He was in his right mind. Yeah. Now, that's the last time I believe that we've ever heard of Legion, but I want you to understand something. I do not believe that the devil left Legion alone that one day. I do not believe that from that point on that Legion had the perfect life. I do not believe that Legion had uh, the sunshine every day and rainbows and he and uh, that he got to eat his cake and chips and coffee and listen any time that he wanted to. I don't believe that he could sit there and relax. But I believe the devil knew what he lost and I believe the devil had worked and worked and kept on trying after legion because I want you to understand something is that once you get rid of Satan that does not mean that he's going to leave you alone but it means that he's going to keep trying and keep pressing and keep coming after you and when he realizes that something has oh God when he realizes that something has not bothered you anymore 
He's going to find something else to bother you. He's going to find another roadblock in the way. Because I want you to understand, the devil has nothing but horrible things for you. The devil only wants you to fail and forget about God. And if he can just get you to think about quitting, he's going to keep on and keep on. And if he gets you to quit, he's done his job. But I don't believe. I believe the legion got rid of the devils that day. Not by his might. Not by what he done. But by the grace of God. Amen. But I don't. We don't hear no more about it. But I know that we hear. All about in our lives. About how the devil keeps tormenting. After you give something over to God. Don't pick it back up. Yeah. Because the devil will sit there and say, you know what? What about this, Chance? What about this, Hope? What about this, Walter? And just keep on hounding you. Sure he does. Because let me tell you something. He's had over 2,000 years to perfect his practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't think that he's going to sit there and just give up now just because, well, God, I just need you a little bit more. But you know what? You have someone to turn to when Satan's sitting there absolutely hounding you. You have someone to turn to because guess what? The same Jesus that delivered you out of your trials and temptations, out of your valleys, out of your sorrow, guess what? It's the same Jesus that's still here today. And listen, I want you to understand this. One more thing and I'm done. Daniel chapter 3, we can read all. Listen, it's not, there's nothing new that I'm going to mention. Daniel chapter 3, we can read about where these three Hebrew boys, listen, they tried to They had to change their name. They had to change the way they looked. They had to change the way they talked. All because what the king said to them. He trusted them in his government. And he said, boys, he said, I'm going to give you a new job. He said, I'm going to do this for you and do that for you. Sam Bannons, listen, the king knew what he was doing. The king knew these men on a personal level enough for them to sit there and say, what, well, you got to forget everything that you once done before because I'm going to make you new people. And there came a time where the king said, every time that you hear the sackbut, the flute, and all these instruments played, you have to bow to me. It's not, this is not nothing new. This is, listen, I'm never going to tell you anything new or anything that you ain't ever heard of before. But as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sat there, you know, they had families. They had friends. I'm sure they had friends outside of work because we all have friends outside of work. But they took a stand for God that day. They knew what was going to happen if they didn't bow to that king. And they went before him and they grabbed him and they said, we're going to heat the oven seven times hotter for you. You know what they said? They said, oh, king, know this. We believe our God's going to deliver us out of this. Amen. But even if he don't know this, that we did not bow to you. Yeah, Listen, there's times in our life where it feels like the oven's been heated seven times hotter. All you can do, you can look around and look around and sit there and think, God, what can I do now? And that's what the devil would want you to do is sit there and say, well, boys, you know what? It's all over. This is it. 
But can I tell you is that even when you go through fire, even when you go through the hell and torment of Satan himself, that God is still with you. As they threw those boys in the fire, they bound them. This, I don't understand this, but I, I don't, I, that's a question that I can ask once I get there. But how in the world would they bind, bound someone? Listen, when the fire was seven times hotter, it consumed the men that threw them in. Why would they bound someone? Listen, thinking that they could even move after they get thrown in the fire. But listen, I believe they had a little bit of doubt and a little bit of hope. Listen, a little bit of doubt in their plan thinking, well, if God really does deliver them, we don't want them coming out of there. We don't want them coming out mad at us, so bound them up. But you know what? God just ain't going to deliver you out of the fires of hell. But God's going to break every chain off of you that Satan's bound you with. Listen, and not only that, but he's going to sit there and he's going to let you come out not even smelling like smoke. Listen, one time my mom burnt boiled eggs because she was making me pickled eggs. I went on and I come home and the eggs busted out of the pot. I thought, oh, Jesus, what's that smell? I smell... Like burnt boiled eggs for a week. I washed my clothes. I sprayed my clothes with Febreze. I tried to do everything I could so I didn't smell like burnt boiled eggs. And it sounds crazy. Like, what's he talking about? Listen. If God can let these boys go through fire. Listen, because guess what? They didn't show up alone. That king looked in there just one more time. Why in the world? Let me tell you something. Satan's going to check on you. You're going to go through these trials and temptations, and Satan's going to look back and say, well, boys, we need to check in on them, because guess what? I, I just don't know about this. Why in the world would they look inside the fire, knowing what the fire just done to those boys that threw them in? Looking inside that fire and said, boys... How many did we throw in that fire? Well, you know, we only threw three in. I don't know if you forgot how to count. That's what I would say. Why are you even asking? He said, son, he said, why do I look inside the fire and I see not only three, but I see four. And all of them's loose and walking around. And yeah. one looks like the Son of God. Let me tell you something. You might be going through everything in this world that you thought you'd never go through. But can I tell you this? Is that as long as you have Jesus Christ in your life, don't give in to Satan. Don't give in to his temptations. But keep your eyes focused on him. Because when trials come, and listen, the world wants to put you in the oven. Guess what? They can bound you. They can sit there and spit on you. But as long as you have Jesus, you can be in the midst of the fire and be loosed and set free. Yeah, all man. because the one who set you free is Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And they came out. It's hard to believe. A story that we've heard so long means so much today. You might be going through something that you never thought you'd go through. You might be going through absolute aggravation, fighting for everything that you've ever loved. And the devil thinks that he's winning. But God has another plan. Amen. Amen. 
But listen, I'm telling you, don't forget the blesser. If someone comes and gets a song, as you stand at your feet with all heads bowed and eyes closed, bless you, Lord. You've went through all that you can by yourself. Yep. But guess what? God's never left you. You might have left God, but He's not left you. Are you facing the flames of the oven today? Feeling like you're so bound up that if you take one more breath, it feels like it's just getting tighter and tighter. Have you been there? It's okay to admit that you've been there. That's right. But know this, is that Jesus is still in the fire. The three Hebrew boys left. And he's still in the fire. When John saw in Revelation, Jesus Christ, you know what his feet looked like? His feet looked like brass that was burned by fire. I don't believe that was by just chance or by because God thought it would be funny to put it in there. But I believe that goes to show you and me. He's been in the fire with you and He's still in the fire today working with you. The Word might tell you that there's no hope, it's all over. But God says there's always hope. If in this world we had hope in Christ alone, we'd be among men most miserable. That's right. But I'm thankful today I might not ha ever have a million dollars in the bank account. I might not ever have the biggest house or the biggest car or whatever it might be. But I'm thankful, listen, that I don't lay my treasures here on earth, but I lay my treasures up in heaven. Knowing, listen, that even if we wouldn't be walking on streets of gold when we get there, you know what we're not going to have? We're not going to have sorrow, pain. Hey, there ain't going to be no more death. No more sickness. I've said it before. But I'm going to get two severance pays that no one else can ever pay me. I'm going to get a bigger love offering that no church can ever pay me. You know why? Because all my jobs will be completed. I'm no longer have to stand over someone that passed away and say, well, this is as far as we can go. And I'll never have to hear of a loved one dying. That's right. If that ain't enough to make you want to go to heaven, you need to think about everything that you've ever went through. Because I'm telling you today, don't forget the blessing. Would there be anyone? He loves you so much. And he's always there. Would there be anyone? Of the grace and the mercy of God. 
You say, well, Pastor, there might be somebody unsaved here. Well, guess what? They're still blessed by God. Amen. They're still recipients of the grace and the mercy of God. Because they still have that opportunity to receive Christ before it's too late. I was thinking about that man that cried in the tombs. Legion. And you know when they went back and told everybody in town what happened, you know what they said? They didn't rejoice and say, Jesus done healed this man. Everybody was scared. That. They said, man, get Jesus out of here. We don't want nothing to do with it. Let me tell you something. Jesus is our only hope today. Amen. Amen. Appreciate the chance. Wonderful message. Thankful.